You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson. Tonight's Bible reading is from John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36, and can be found on page 868 of the Pew Bibles. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So the son sets free, you will be free indeed. Thanks, Steph. Uh, You might like to uh, get that open in the Bibles if you haven't done it already as the kids head out. It's page 868. Just um, have it open and put a thumb in it because we're going to get to that uh, a little later on. My name's Tim. I'm the senior minister here at St. John's. And uh, this term, the series that we're doing together is a series called Who Am I? We're trying to think about who we are as people, uh, what it means to be human, to try and get a bit of an understanding about how we are to think about ourselves and work out our identity. And the topic for today uh, is freedom. What does it mean to be a free person? Would you consider yourself someone who is free? Uh, What does it actually mean uh, to be free and to live with freedom? It's a really important topic. Uh, Freedom is very important, and the reason I know that is because Heaps of songs speak about freedom. Heaps of uh, songs have freedom in its lyrics. Uh, So I've put a few to you together. Now, I'm just going to check whether you know these bands. I recognise I'm an old man now. Um, And so some of these you may not even know the bands, potentially. Um, So the first one is Queen. Who's heard of the band Queen? Oh, good start. Queen, I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies. You're so self-satisfied. I'm not going to sing it. You do not want that. Let's sing it. Let's go on. Go on. You can sing it together. (laughs) Thank you. So good. Brilliant. Okay. I hope I hope the podcast can pick that up for all of our for all of our uh, listeners at home. Uh, Mumford and Sons. How am I going on Mumford and Sons? All right. Who wants to sing this one? <laughs> Anyone? No. Yeah, the woos, the woos need to sing it. They might have a voice like mine. Uh, so make your sirens call and sing all you want. I will not hear what you have to say because I need freedom now and I need to know how to live my life as it's meant to be. Now, at this point, when I'm putting song lyrics together, 
I'm getting worried that, you know, Queen, Mumford and Sons, maybe a bit old, people won't know it. So I go to Lockie, right? I'm, I'm catching up with Lockie last week and I'm thinking, Lockie, he will be, he'll be onto song lyrics. I say, Lockie, I want song lyrics to do with freedom. Give me, do you know what Lockie gave me? Not to throw him under a bus. He gave me the Beatles. I'm like, <laughs> Lockie, I can do the Beatles, right? So then what I do is I, I Google uh, song lyrics with free in it, 2000 and 2018, you know, one of, uh, and then I read through a list of bands and I say, Lockie, have you heard of them? Lockie, have you heard of them? So I can't with this. I can't sing it. Don't know the tune that goes with it. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Anyone heard of 30 Seconds to Mars? Oh, there you go. Good. I swear to God, I'm the devil. Raise your hands to the sky and praise. I'm a thief. You're a liar, but we live in our wildest dreams. Into the great wide open across a land of blood and dreams. I will save your heart from breaking. Won't you stop, please? Set me free, set me free, set me free, set me free. Heaps of other songs, you can probably think of others. But the point is that freedom is really important. Freedom matters to us. Free, we, we want to be free to speak what we want to say, freedom of speech. Uh, freedom of self-determination, to be the people that we want to be. What we want is to be free. And when our society talks about freedom, it usually means something like this. This is, this is a bit of a dictionary de definition, but I think it sums up pretty well what we're thinking when we talk about freedom. That freedom is the power or the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Okay? So to be able to say uh, do and even think what we want to do without anyone stopping us or holding us back. Uh, freedom is about doing what we want, it's about following our heart, following our passions and our desires. Freedom is about being ourselves and not letting other people tell us what to do, but we decide what we want to do. Uh, in the words of a, of a great modern philosopher, Captain Jack Sparrow from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. This is what he says. Wherever we want to go, we go. That's what a ship is, you know. It's not just a keel and hull and a deck and sails. That's what a ship needs. But what a ship is, what the black pearl really is, is freedom. To go where we want to go, to do what we want to do, that is freedom. That's how we think about what it means to be free. Uh, and a writer, David Bentley Hart, says that he thinks freedom is actually the key value, the most important value in our society. He says, we live in an age whose chief moral value has been determined by overwhelming consensus to be the power of each of us to choose what he or she believes wants, needs, or must possess. Freedom, conceived, understood as the perfect, unconstrained spontaneity of individual will, is its own justification, its own higher standard, its own unquestionable truth. If you're having a debate with someone and they appeal to freedom or they say, well, you're saying that and you're trying to restrict or limit my freedom... There's kind of no comeback because freedom is such an important value that if someone suggests that you're limiting their freedom or that freedom is on their side, then there's no comeback. They win the debate because it's just accepted as such an important thing. Freedom matters. 
We want to do what we, what we want to do without anyone holding us back or stopping us. Now, you don't have to push too hard to realise that there's a few problems with this view of freedom. You see, what happens if in exercising my freedom, I actually cause harm to someone else? Should I be free to do that? Or what about as I exercise my freedom, I do what I want to do, and that actually, in the process of doing that, restricts your freedom? Just last year, uh, in Melbourne CBD, three people were stabbed, one of them died, by Hassan Khalif Shire Ali, a man who was inspired by ISIS, and he saw what he was doing as acting for freedom, overcoming oppressive Western regimes like Australia. He had a ute full of explosives that he was planning on setting off. He felt like he was fighting for freedom, uh, and yet we would label him as a terrorist. Uh, there's a saying which says, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Depends on your point of view. Uh, more subtle examples concern freedom of speech. Should I be able to say whatever I want in public? Should I be able to speak that out? You'd say, yeah, sure, we want people to be able to speak their mind. Well, what happens if what I want to say is racist or sexist? Should I be free to say it? Or should there be some limit because by speaking those words, I'll actually harm other people? Should people be free to look at pornography on the internet? Right? Isn't that their right of freedom as adults to just do that? Where's the harm in that, you might say? You can start to see the issues here, and uh, a professor at Harvard University has actually uh, said this as a result of some of these things that we're wrestling with right now. Thanks, Joel. Freedom, much like equality, is an empty concept. Whether freedom is good or bad depends entirely on the particular substantive cause on behalf of which freedom is invoked. Whether freedom is good or bad depends. And the reason for this is that when we do appeal to the idea of freedom, we generally mean that people are free to choose what they want to do, provided that it doesn't harm other people. But the problem is, how do we work out what harm to other people actually is? Like, there's obvious examples we can agree on, but there's other cases where it's, it's hard to know whether harm is being caused and what's more important, to protect freedom or to protect the other people in that case. Uh, Tim Keller, a Christian writer, says, we all agree that freedom should be curtailed if it harms people, but we can't agree on what harm is because we've got different views of what healthy, flourishing human life looks like. That's one of the purposes of doing this series. What does it mean to be a healthy human being? What does it mean to be a flourishing human being? Where do we get answers to that? That's why we're looking as Christian people at what the Bible has to say about what it means to be human and what healthy and flourishing human life might look like, but in our society there's different views of what that might be. And see, it's not just harm to other people, is it? It's also about things that we might freely do, but which might actually harm us. What about in exercising my freedom that I'm actually hurting myself? See, I'm free to smoke. I'm free to car surf. 
I'm free to eat a bucket of KFC for my dinner every single night. I'm free to binge drink every Friday night. I can do all of those things potentially without causing harm to anybody else, so shouldn't I be free to do it? Aren't I free to do those things? I may be, but I might actually be killing myself in the process by exercising my freedom, hardly a healthy, flourishing human life. Uh, this is an image which captures, us, captures it well, I think. The goldfish seeking freedom might say, I'm getting out of the constraints of this tank and I'm going on the road. I'm going to explore the world and see what it's like. Out of the tank it goes. Is that freedom? Surely that's the surefire path to death. question is, are some of our expressions of freedom exactly the same as what that fish is doing? Now, when you look at the words of Jesus and what the Bible generally says about freedom, you see that what Jesus says about freedom is very different to the views that we might have and see in our society around it. So, uh, in John chapter 8, if you've got the Bible there, I'm just going to work through the verses. Let's have a look at what Jesus has to say about freedom. This is what he says in verses 31 and 32. They're also on the screen if you just want to follow it along there. Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So for Jesus, freedom is not about doing whatever you want. For Jesus, freedom is about holding to his teaching, that is, listening to Jesus' teaching, holding it in our lives, actually putting it into practice, obeying what Jesus says, and being his disciples, which means being a follower, being a learner of Jesus, trying to model our lives on the way that Jesus lived and putting his teaching into practice in our lives. Now, that's pretty different, isn't it, to the view of freedom that I was speaking about before. Rather than doing whatever we want and there being no constraints or restrictions, just doing whatever we desire or want to do, Jesus is saying, freedom is about doing what I have taught you, holding to my teaching and being my follower. Very, very different views of freedom. Now, how does Jesus' view of freedom make you feel? Uncomfortable? Maybe offended? Some of you might be feeling offended that Jesus would say that being free is about following him and obeying him. Maybe even angry that Jesus would say that. Uh, if those are your emotions, if those are your feelings, then you're in good company because that's exactly the response that Jesus got when he first said these words. This is the response that uh, he got. In verse, this is in verse 33. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? You know, what are, we, what are you talking about, Jesus? We're not slaves. We're free already. Now, it's kind of ironic that the people that Jesus is speaking to are saying this because politically speaking, they're not free at all. They've got the Roman Empire ruling over them. They're subjects to the Roman Empire. And there's been virtually no period in Israel's recent history where they haven't been subject to another nation. They were slaves in Egypt. They were conquered by Assyria and then Babylon and then... Greece, 
and then Syria. So it's kind of ironic that they say they've never been slaves to anyone. They can't be thinking about their political situation. Um, they must be thinking somehow spiritually that they're, they're free. And their reference to Abraham, who's their ancestor, and Abraham got all these promises from God that Israel would be his special people and they would stand in a relationship with God um, because he had chosen them. So that's what they must be thinking about, that they have these privileges as the descendants of Abraham and they are a free people spiritually. So how can Jesus be saying that he can set them free? Listen to Jesus' response in verse 34. Very truly I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Here's the sad reality of our freedom. Left to our own devices, following our own desires, just deciding to live things, live life our own way, Jesus says you're actually a slave to sin as you do that. Now, sin is not the naughty things that we do primarily. When the Bible speaks about sin, it's talking about our relationship to God. Um, We need to recognise that God is God, he's in charge and live life his way. And sin is about not living in that right relationship with God, not acknowledging that he's the boss and we need to do things his way. Now that means that we do think and speak and do things which are wrong and harmful Uh, and not great, because God's way is a good way to live. But sin primarily is about that attitude to God and that relationship to God. And Jesus is saying that the wrong things that we do, the sin that comes out of our lives, the, the words that we speak which are not nice or the things that we do which are not good for other people, actually demonstrate that we're enslaved to sin. And the more that we do these things, the more we become enslaved, we become addicted to certain behaviours. Maybe you recognise that in your own life or addicted to certain ways of thinking. We get stuck in these unhealthy patterns and Jesus says that's a symptom of the fact that you're slaves to sin. You're not living in a free way. The irony of freedom is that as we go about doing whatever we want, whatever we desire to do, We're not demonstrating freedom, we're actually demonstrating slavery. Because so much of what we do is out of step with God, out of step with who God made us to be. The reason that so often our freedom actually harms other people and harms ourselves is that our will, our thoughts, our conscience, our desires are actually broken, as we saw last week. So following these things which which are within us, because uh, we're sort of captive to sin and we're not the people that God had made us to be, we're kind of corrupted by sin, means that we we go off in the wrong direction. We go in the the direction of self-interest or greed or lust or doing things that are harmful to others. So the issue, as Jesus weighs it up, is not, you know, will you have a master? The issue is, who is your master? Uh, Bob Dylan, going back to the song lyrics and going back in time, uh, captures it pretty well. 
You may be a businessman or some high degree thief. They may call you doctor or they may call you chief, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Despite the denials that Jesus faced, despite the denials that we might hear in our society, despite what we might deny in our own hearts, we've never been slaves to anybody. The truth is that we're mastered by sin because we're enslaved by our own corrupt wants. We're enslaved by the wants and desires that other people impose on us as well. And there's only one way to escape. There's only one way to gain true freedom, and Jesus spells it out in verses 35 and 36. A slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If it's true, if it's true that we are actually slaves to sin, how are we going to be set free? Jesus contrasts slaves with a son. And when Jesus speaks about the son, he's speaking about himself. The son has a place in the family. The son is not a slave. Jesus is not enslaved to sin because when you look at the life of Jesus, you observe the way that Jesus lives, you see that he always lives in right relationship with God. And when you look at the way that Jesus treats people, he always treats people with dignity and respect. It's not just that Jesus is avoiding harm to other people, but he's actively promoting the good and the welfare and the life of other people. So Jesus lives this perfect life, and you can see it, you can read about it uh, in the Bible, in one of the biographies of Jesus' life, to see the quality of Jesus' life. He shows what it means to be a true human. And as the son with a place in the family, God's family, he has the right and he has the power to bring us into the family and to set us free. As he says, if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And the way that Jesus does it, as you read on in John's Gospel, the way that Jesus does it is that he allows himself to be subject to the power of the Roman uh, oppressors, he allows himself to be executed, to go onto the cross and to suffer the punishment that is rightly ours. And in going to the cross, he takes our sin upon himself. The wrong that we've done, the wrong thoughts and actions, Jesus takes it upon himself, he deals with it, and in doing so, he breaks the power of sin. He deals with our guilt, he deals with the consequences, and he deals with the power of sin by his death on the cross. And rising to new life, he he breaks the power, he breaks the chains, and enables us to be set free. There's this new path of life that Jesus sets, the path of freedom, which is why he says, if you follow me, if you're my follower, my disciple, and you hold to my teaching, That's the path of freedom because I can deal with your sin, I can deal with your slavery to sin and I can chart a new path and show you the way of freedom, true freedom. Ultimately, freedom is not about doing what we want. Freedom is about doing what we were made to do. Freedom's not about doing whatever we want. It's about doing what we were made 
to be and to do. It's a bit like that fish, going back to that fish image. See, a fish is free, a fish is living with beautiful freedom when it is acting within its fishness, for want of a better word. A fish is free when it's in the water, when it's living within the way that it's been created to live as a fish. And it's the same for us as humans. Human beings are free when we're acting consistently with our humanness, that is, how God has made us to live as humans, which is in right relationship with God, our Creator, living rightly with other human beings and treating them well, and living in right relationship with the world that God has placed us in as good caretakers of the world that God has made. David Bentley Hart puts it like this. I think this this is a very profound quote. This means we are free not merely because we can choose, but only when we have chosen well. You're not just free because you can choose, you are only free when you choose rightly and well, when you make the right choices. How do we choose well? Jesus says, hold to my teaching and be my disciple. Put Jesus' words into practice in your life, model your life on Jesus' life and live it out in practice. That is the way to choose well and that is the path of freedom, to live the free life that God created you to live. Let me bring this home personally for each of us here tonight. If you're someone who's here tonight and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, you wouldn't call yourself a follower of Jesus, you wouldn't say, yep, I trust Jesus and I've put Jesus in charge of my life, he's my boss, The challenge of Jesus' teaching is Jesus is is saying to you, you're not actually free. You're not actually living the free life. Unless you receive my forgiveness, unless you put me in first place in your life, then you're still in slavery to sin. And the apparent freedom that you're enjoying is, is not true freedom. It's not true freedom because you've been created for a purpose. God has made you for relationship with him. And you're being driven by your own wants and desires, and those things actually enslave you rather than free you. Now, I realise that in saying this, this is quite an offensive thing to say, but Jesus is quite clear, and the things that Jesus says, he pulls no punches. And he says, you need to come to me to be free from sin and you need to come to me if you want that life of freedom. I'm the one who can give it to you and I'm the only one who can give it to you. I was chatting with a guy uh, a few years ago. Uh, He was a guy that I'd been uh, praying for and was finally chatting to him about Jesus. And I got to the point of what it meant to be a Christian, that a Christian is someone who says to Jesus, you're the boss of my life, you're in charge of my life. And he said, no, I don't want anything to do with that. No one is in charge of my life but me. I will never serve anybody. Well, the truth is he already was. And Jesus was offering him release and true freedom. And he offers the same to us. If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. 
And you know, that's been my personal experience in my life as a follower of Jesus, that the more I put Jesus' teaching into practice, the more I follow Jesus, the more I become like Jesus, the freer I am. It sounds countercultural, but that's been my personal experience. Um, I used to be hyper-competitive, you know, whether it's the sporting field or academically or work or whatever it was, uh, it was about proving myself and being the best. And it was actually really enslaving because my sense of self-worth, who I was, was dependent on achievement and making sure that I did the best at all of these things. But through a relationship with Jesus, knowing that actually God accepts me as who I am and that God loves me as who I am, that God acts towards us by grace, that he gives us free gifts uh, rather than us needing to perform and be the best for him um, to love us, Uh, knowing that I'm a precious child to God has actually been really liberating and really freeing. It doesn't mean that I've got it all sorted out, Uh, not at all, but I've actually learnt and grown and it's been through understanding Jesus and following him more fully that I've actually had that sense of release from that burden of performance and knowing that I'm loved by him. Uh, Elsewhere, Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and you're carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. A yoke is like a wooden harness that they use to put two bullocks together. He says, take my yoke upon you. Put my yoke on your shoulders and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, yoke yourself, attach yourself to me, and that is the free way to live. It sounds countercultural because surely tying yourself to someone else is restrictive, but Jesus says, no, that's the free way to live, and it works because Jesus is kind and Jesus is loving and Jesus is good, and he knows the best way for us to live. He's the best boss to have because he cares so deeply about us and he'll show us the free way to live life. If you've never done that, if you've never committed yourself to Jesus and say, yes, Jesus, I want you to be in charge of my life, can I encourage you that that is the path for freedom and I want you to experience that freedom and I'd love to speak to you uh, after the service. If you want to talk further about that, we'd love to go further in that conversation. If you're someone who already trusts and follows Jesus as Lord already, it's really good to be reminded that the freedom is only found in sticking with Jesus and putting his words into practice. The constant message from our culture is be free, be yourself, do your own thing, do whatever you want to do. And the danger is that we start believing that that's where freedom is found rather than being the people that we're made to be and following Jesus' footsteps. And actually, we can become resentful, I think, sometimes that Jesus is limiting our freedom, and so we can distance ourselves from Jesus uh, or keep following him in name only while we set our own agendas. Um, We can start picking and choosing which bits of Jesus' teaching I'm going to follow and which bits I'm going to ditch, which is not about being a disciple of Jesus and holding to his teaching. Oh yeah, I follow Jesus, but I don't like that stuff he says about money. I'll do what I want with my money, thanks very much. 
Well, that's actually limiting your freedom rather than setting you free. Well, I follow Jesus, but I prefer to set my own sexual ethics. That's actually limiting your freedom rather than setting you free. Well, I follow Jesus as long as it matches up with what I want to do. Well, then no, you're not actually following Jesus. Because Jesus is the master, not our wants and our desires. If you're doing that, then you're actually still a slave to sin. You're being enslaved by your own wants and desires rather than living in the freedom of Jesus. And the challenge for all of us is where we see that in our lives. And maybe tonight, God's Holy Spirit has put in your heart an area where you're like, yeah, I'm still enslaved in that area. I'm still following whatever I want rather than giving it to Jesus. And maybe tonight through prayer ministry or through chatting with a friend, it's about naming that thing that you haven't given over to Jesus, surrendering it to him, giving it over to him, and asking for him to free you so that you can live his way in that particular area. Turning back to Jesus, Jesus the one who can offer you true freedom, recommitting to following him and recommitting to putting his teaching into practice. There's a beautiful prayer in the prayer book, uh, the Anglican prayer book, and the start of the prayer, it's called the Collect for Peace, and the start of the prayer goes like this. O God, the author and lover of peace, in knowledge of whom stands our eternal life, here's the line, whose service is perfect freedom. Whose service is perfect freedom. That sounds totally contradictory, that serving God is perfect freedom. But that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Living our lives following Jesus, serving God with every aspect of ourselves is the life of perfect freedom. That's the path of freedom. It challenges our wants. It challenges our desires. It challenges doing whatever we might want to do. And yet that is the way to live life the best as a human being created by God for relationship with him, for relationship with each other and living rightly in the world. So let me pray for all of us, and let me remind you again, prayer ministry is a great thing to take advantage of tonight uh, in the songs that will follow. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you want the best for us, you love us, and you want us to be free. Please help us to pursue the true life of freedom by following your teaching and modelling ourselves on the beautiful life that you have lived before us. God, please do put on our hearts and in our minds those areas that we're holding back from you, those areas where we think we're exercising freedom by doing what we want. Give us courage and give us the power to release those things to you that you might give us true freedom and allow us to pursue a new life in you, a free life. And it's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.